There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Hmm. Oh. Oh, you know, oh. I was just remarking to the non-video participants on this Zoom. You had that remarked. You and I, I had remarked that you and I have not really spoken to each other in several days. And I think that's good because it's sort of like we're, you know, saving the pop culture load up, you know, we're doing the no fap community Reddit, you know, yeah. sort of philosophy of just, um, you know, edging ourselves until we see each other. I mean, really what we're going to be doing here is catching up in real time. And also let's just be fair to each other and say that we did spend a solid week together just the week before. We did. We did. So and we were I enjoying think... separate Labor Day weekends and that's Okay. How do you feel about um, like accordion cadence in friendships where it's like, I see you a lot, a lot, a lot for a concentrated amount of time. And then I give you your space or you ask for space from me. Or if I'm giving you too much space, you go, hey, you're giving me too much space. Come back, come back. I feel like you and I have like this built in cadence around talking all the time with this podcast. But what do you what do you make of that? Well, let's just say I'm never worried about seeing you or corresponding with you because you are constant in my life. And mm -hmm. I'm never feeling like, um, why the fuck hasn't Bowen texted me? I'm never angry. I'm always yes. just like, oh, I'll check in with her. And also, yes. I don't feel like it's been that long. It hasn't. It's been like four days. But I'm sort of like uh, thinking about like, uh, you know, in the extremes, like if I don't hear from you mm -hmm. for let's say two weeks, mm -hmm. that would never think, happen. 
Right, right, right. But then I think, oh, but I saw Matt every hour of every day for, you know, the four days before this two-week period, I would think. Right, right. You know, maybe this is healthy. I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like thinking in terms of um, what a healthy rhythm to a friendship could be. Well, you know, I believe it was Mariah Carey who once said, Why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I want to know. You know what is an incredible song? And I'm just going to I'm gonna really support my sister and gas up my sister here. Okay. But one time, Matt Rogers, we were, oh, in oh. The green, we were in the green room for a show at UCB. I forget what show it was. I know. It was Pop Roulette's Amazing Earth. Mm-hmm. It was I know Pop Roulette's Amazing say. Earth. But this tune just came to you, and I had to record it. Should I perform um, it? I think you should perform it. And what's... Well, well, I don't think you need to sort of introduce it and or just um, set up the title or anything. I think you can just sing it. No. This is what the song is. Okay, ready? He's a little obsessed with me. He's a little obsessed with me. He's a little obsessed with me in the morning and night. He's a little obsessed with me when I say, all right. He's a little obsessed with me. He's a little obsessed with me. That's a song. Such a good hook. I don't know why that song came to me, but I think maybe it was someone was acting a little obsessed with me, and I was like, he's a little obsessed with, with me. me. Yeah, good luck getting that earworm out of your head, you readers. It's really burrowed its way in for me, personally. All these years later, I think, I was just you know doing the dishes, and I thought, he's a little... that The, the interval of, obsessed with me! Like, that's so good. I recently came up with a new song while Jared was playing video games. Do you want to hear what it is? Have I heard it? Well, maybe you heard it because he likes to sing it a lot. But um, Jared was playing video games, and I don't really play video games. As you know, I kind of just yes. like either watch or do something else when people are playing video games towards me. Um, but I actually kind of just... Had, I, I sort of got this groove in my head and it became a hit song. It was it goes okay. like this. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. Mm. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. And it really it never ends. So there's no so more lyrics. Six words. But it's, <laughs> I love it's the way words. he plays. I love the way he plays. And yeah. it's just... <laughs> I love and the way he plays. And I you can really, love this. Yeah, it's really... It's it's a very sexy song. Well, it's very, and it's a way like, to please your man. It's the inverse of video games by Lana Del Rey. It's like, mm-hmm. she's singing about how she hates how... She hates the way he plays those video games. And you, you're the partner who's like, I love the way he plays. And in yeah. fact, you're so emphatic mm-hmm. about loving the way he plays that you that's all you can really express in the song musically. Yeah. yeah. It's really very plain. And I think that Lana could learn a lot from me musically, I think. Did you hear today she um she did an interview with uh what's his face? With oh, the guy who is really good. Um, Bruno Mars, Jack Antonoff. Oh yeah, it could have been Bruno Mars. Um, <laughs> the guy who is really good. Really good. You said it's Bruno actually Mars. Real Culture number ninety-one. The guy who the is guy really who good is really good could be either Bruno, either Mars, Bruno Mars or, or Jack, Jack Antonoff. But Lana Del Rey was doing this interview with Jack Antonoff, and I think it was published today. And she was like, mm-hmm. despite her Grammy wins and like her record sales and all this, she's like, I will always be an underdog, which it, it feels like. 
it feels like I don't know about that. I would actually agree because I think that the reason why Lana Del Rey can claim underdoghood, I think, is because she's never going to be known as like a great singer or performer. She kind of relies on her um, artistry, like she kind of relies on her songwriting and her musicianship. But the songwriting aspect is new. People are never going to think like, oh, you know, who's a gag every single time, like knock down, drag out Lana Del Rey. I think Lana Del Rey has like diehard fans, but I understand why she would claim underdog status. But I feel like a couple things. I feel like it's a fairly recent development that everyone is universally like she's an incredible songwriter, which I think what she is. I think we can all agree, despite what you what you what reservations anyone has about Lana, Mm -hmm. um, you know. Norman fucking Rockwell was a, was a really, really impressive achievement. Um, but this sort of, like, echoes... It has the same, like, subtext as when she, back in June or late May, was, like, kind of, like, low-key dissing, like, all these black female artists. Mm-hmm. Being, like, I can't be a sexually realized person as uh, in my musical persona the way that, like, Beyonce and Nicki and Rihanna. And, like, and it's, like, oh, wait, like... This is my thing. It's like, if you are constantly enshrining yourself in a victimhood narrative, then like, is that, is that good or bad? I, I, I'm just like, I feel um, like Lana should just be very happy with the career she's had and she's going to develop it. She's going to build on it even more, even though she's like, she has all this like weird baggage now post, post June. But like, I don't know. Yeah, Lana's I was, so I, I think that in her life, in her daily life, is she an underdog? No. I mean, no. she's like a rich, white, gorgeous woman. So she's not an underdog. I think in terms of um, her music and the way that she's perceived, I could see herself thinking that she's an underdog. And I can understand her saying that because I don't think she's like a huge, huge, huge commercial success or like. She's but obviously she a is. major critical success, but I don't know. I but this is this is my perception Relative of it to today. Yeah, okay, okay. My perception of it is I get why she says. I, I understand where she's coming from. Obviously, when you contextualize it with the way that she spoke about all those women, like it's shitty. Um, but yeah, I also have to, I have to be fully honest. I don't think of her that much. Me neither. But I, I just really don't care. I am trying to synthesize all these like thoughts that I've had around like, Ooh, like, I don't know. I've just, I've just noticed this thing now where people are like, uh, and I'm trying to do it less in my life too, where I'm like, woe is me. Like I'm having such a hard go Mm -hmm. of it where Mm -hmm. it's like, wait, like you should actually just, I don't know. Yeah. Count your damn blessings. It's lately I have, it's been, maybe it's just because like, in quarantine, you deal with all the same people again and again and again, and you deal with yourself yeah. every single day, day in and day out and day out. But I have become really sensitive to to that mentality. Like the ugh. like, I'm just so tired of hearing people complain. Like it's and ev- like, and everyone can complain, but everyone I'm saying- can complain. Just like I'm also allowed to. I'm allowed to be annoyed with it though. Like, cause, oh, and also yes. I think, I think people can be annoyed <laughs> with me too. Like anything yeah, that yes. I say, if you want to be annoyed, you're entitled. It's quarantine, whatever. I just think like. You know, I guess it's because I'm friends with a lot of entertainment industry people or like whatever, but hearing concerns about like what's happening with the entertainment industry, I'm like, okay, this doesn't really matter to me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, sure. I I'm like, and La- all- Lana thinking she's an underdog is like, I get it, girl, but like also no, but okay, yeah, sure. 
Okay, so it's okay. We're on the same page. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think that Lana is just... You know what's You don't think of her... What? I don't think of her. And then you know what's another thing that bothers me sometimes? Like, remember when we were talking about Wildest Dreams by Taylor and you were like, this is Lana drag? I was like, oh, God, I would never even think of Lana. But then... What? Sort of. There were some songs on Folklore that were Lana drag. But not too many. I feel like it was... It was... was, Taylor was doing Lana drag in in different eras of Lana, which I think is fine. I mean, I, I, I still believe that Folklore is fantastic and it's, it's like, fantastic but but i feel like if there was lana drag it was happening on folklore and not necessarily oh. but that's mm. how i feel but i here's the thing we're dancing around the subject and i think i know what the subject is we're dancing around it because i don't think either of us want to say how we felt about mulan mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about it we got to talk about it there's a lot to talk about um do you want to take the floor so Disney released their latest animated to live action adaptation of one of their golden age movies, their Renaissance movies. This time it was Mulan and you know, they love to take liberties with things in the films to make them feel current and make them feel, you know, just cool and 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 snappy and fun. I mean, you know, Genie gets his dick sucked in Aladdin in the remake. That's wonderful. That's a new thing that we needed to see. I feel like Mulan was kind of just soulless, unfortunately. Some good performances, um, great technical sort of achievement in the film itself. But as far as a, as far as capturing sort of the reason why we as an audience love the original animated Mulan. Um, I felt the same way watching this version of Mulan the way I did when I watched the live action Aladdin, where I was like, oh, this just this just makes me want to watch, you know, the source material. Mm-hmm. So that's like my that's like my like diplomatic like I don't even know if that if that was diplomatic, but that's just like my general feeling towards it. I would say you you were very um you were very kind in that negative review because I'm not going to be. This movie was fucking garbage. Who was it for? It was for no one. It certainly wasn't for kids. It -hmm. certainly wasn't for fans of the original. It wasn't Mm -hmm. for people who like good movies. Mm -hmm. It was for people who maybe love screensavers. It was for people who like it was for people who like to leave their Apple TV on and those Apple TV screensavers come on. They would love this movie, Milan. Let's talk about the fact that they said cut the songs, add the sand. Honey, there was there what the hell? There was one set piece this entire movie, it felt like. Just the um, sand. I was they just shot, like, they shot in, in Xinjiang, which is like very controversial of them. Um, well, then maybe yeah. they shouldn't have done it for that reason, and the fact that it was boring. It was just like mm. I, there was a whole lot of nothing in this. Then let's talk about the characters, Mulan. So you took away her entire inner monologue because we didn't hear shit because we didn't hear any of the songs we didn't know what she was feeling you took away all the humor and character of her she was no longer a klutz that didn't fit in with the culture and the society that she was in she was now just like had a power that she couldn't talk about oh yeah her sister was a klutz and during the tea during the the tea pouring ceremony she like has to save her sister instead of herself mulan was nothing there was nothing to her character it yeah. was literally like so ridiculous. And the uh, how do you pronounce this? Yifei Lu. Uh, yeah, uh, Liu Yifei. So Liu is her Liu is her um, last name. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, but that that's so you can you can you, the way you said it's perfect. Yifei Lu, perfect. The, oh my god, Yifei Lu, the beautiful, glamorous actress who plays Mulan. She's fine. She can give you a single tear. That's for sure. She and yeah. also found out she is a singer, which oh, made this fine. even worse. But <laughs> they took everything out of this that was fun to the point where it was like hard to watch. I'm sitting there like 45 minutes in dehydrated with boredom. And this is still with Gong Li slaying. Gong Li is slaying in the film. Gong Li She looks stunning. The cheekbones are sitting, honey. She looks absolutely perfect. She's giving you a performance with nothing. She plays this witch character they made up for this movie who didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. And then, yep. spoiler alert, I'll give you a second to, to flip, flip ahead. She dies and doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah, she did, she did not have to die. Poor like, thing. And also, I, don't even get me started on the love story, which when you make this live action makes no sense because the guy who plays the love interest is coming on to her as a dude. And He's I'm coming telling on to you, her as a dude. presenting, what? presenting sex. Yeah, but my toxic patriarchal thought around the love interest, he was great. I mean, you know, given the source, given the, given the material, but he needed to be like about six inches taller. He was the same height as Mulan. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is so heteronormative. Of That's me, and this reductive. Is so, like, this is, I know. And, and, and I'm, and I'm owning up to it. I know it's very, it's very like woman, small man, big, but like the chemistry was just, was not there, was well, not it, there between the two of them. Well, his performance was directed horribly because he comes in laying it on so thick that he wants to fuck boy Mulan. Like he's literally laying in the bed next to boy Mulan, like making eyes. Like if anyone Uh ever approached me and did these things, I would be fucking them in seconds if they look like that. Meanwhile, it's like, is he gay? Like, and then he comes over in the water. His body is pulsating with heat. He's so ripped and hot. And Mulan is like, leave me alone. And he's like dejected because literally the boy he wanted to fuck in the water turned him down. And that didn't make any sense. <laughs> it made no sense. And then you find out that she is a woman when she comes back to battle with a full blowout. And yeah. he's like, actually, I actually, yeah, we should trust her. And I love her actually. And they have the hand grazing thing at the end. He doesn't even go back to the town, which is a good scene at the end of the movie. Yes. We were robbed. We were robbed of a scene where Mulan slices her hair off with a sword. Hello of that, which in 2020, you're not going to do that. You're not going to say like, still, you can be a strong woman and have like this, this like non-traditional hairstyle. You're going to make her come back with an impossible blowout. Isn't that montage in the animated version so iconic and they just skip to the part where she like decides she's gonna go to war and then like cut she's in the armor and she's on the horse and and they like it's like wait a minute you skipped like such an important and like act break into the like in the movie where it's like wait a minute this doesn't like track and uh before i forget separating uh, the love interest with the general was such a dumb move because then it just removed the stakes from both of those characters. I mean, there's just like why? Yes. Like, why does? Why do we care that like she like confesses to them? What I do sort of, I see what the movie was trying to do with um, avoiding like the trauma of being outed, and she decides for herself that she's gonna like she's she's she decides she's gonna tell people that she's a woman. Um, 
But I feel like there's no, like, I don't know, like, none of it. It's There's no connective tissue from one moment to the next where she's like, I'm a woman. Um, I decided in, in this sulfur mine that I was going to, like, be true to myself. And, like, the the loyal, brave, and true thing uh, was called back 9,073 times. laying it on the thickest. It was just, it was just, I'm just like, damn, like, Disney, for some reason, like... They can't get it right. I don't know if it's a Miss Iger thing, but it's, like, all of these... You haven't had one good live-action remake except maybe what, like... Jungle Book, like I, I didn't, I didn't see that even one, but I heard see it was Jungle good. Book. I heard it was fine. I heard it was great. I'm literally holding my breath for The Little Mermaid because it it's just I, I know like it better be better than all this garbage because yeah. this Mulan movie, I'm telling you, like, and this sounds weird to say, but it was like you know the reason that they split up the Li Shang character into two was because they felt it would be inappropriate for her to have a like for for the sexual love interest to be her trainer her boss her superior but it's like guys it wasn't even maybe that, that sexualized no in the it wasn't it wasn't and i said maybe i'll tell you what you laid it on way too thick with this new character you created yeah. and that's what makes me feel like this feels insane to say but this movie was too pc it was uh-huh. like too concerned with like being received well that it was yep. like literally not art. Also, I the know. colors were so like oversaturated. It was bad. It was that like might have been the your action TV. wasn't thrilling. No, we I watched it on a good TV. Okay, and you checked but the menu. It, it, it you, looked, you went to menu and honey, picture setting. I set it up just right because I couldn't have been more excited to watch this when the trailer came out. Like you know, we were so good. excited. It looked so good, and then you really realize like this story does not work without the music, and it really doesn't work when you throw in all these other complicating factors. And I'm not saying put Mushu in. You know what I mean? I understand why there's like no Mushu, yeah. no. Yeah trickery shenanigans nothing like that no animated characters but you created so many complicators like can anyone describe to me in a sentence or two what the relationship between gong Li and mulan was what was that story it was just like i've been ostracized to come with me i mean i'm not saying like it's it's truly it's so thinly applied and Gong Li deserved better, even though she was the best part of the movie. I she think. was by far the best part of the movie because she's one of the best actresses in the world. Famed so, Chinese bitch, Gong yeah, Li. She is she's the phenomenal. diva, the grand diva. She is the bitch goddess of the world. And yes, honestly, I agree. Why was there? Why couldn't she have just been the one antagonist? I know, I know. Like, who did, did we care about? Like the the general, the the the, no! the, the, the leader of the other side. I gotta say, like. I just, I just, we really got to give props to the original animated feature. Hello, it's so good. And we, after the movie ended, I watched one song from it. You'll, you'll bring honor to us all. And I was like, this three so minute well clip done. was so much better than that entire movie. And Make a Man Out of You is just so, such perfect. It's such a perfect vehicle to like show the audience that the, they're all getting better and they're all becoming competent warriors. Yes. And then like. I don't know. It's just it's just a, such a solid film. And my favorite, favorite part that gives me chills every time I watch it is when, um, you know, she chases. First of all, I think it's the best Disney villain death in all of Disney history mm. is when. Um, oh, God, what's the general's name? It doesn't matter. Um, the leader of the Huns. Yeah, I'm not remember the leader of the Huns. Either. 
anyway, he like f- finally like chases her up to the roof of the fr- of the um, imperial palace, and then she, all she has is a fan. And he goes, "It looks like you're running out of ideas." She takes, he stabs her. He he, he swings at her. She grabs the sword with her fan, flips it, disarms him. It's, like, so well done. And it's, like, a thing of, like, oh, she's weaponizing her femininity and, like, yeah. whatever. Or she's, like, using it to, like, disarm. And then, like, he gets killed by fireworks. So fun. So, like, well executed. And then in this one, it's, like, she kills the guy by kicking an arrow back at him. Girl, on a construction site in the middle of a, like, desert. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. It sucked. And honestly, I was just, like... You're waiting the whole movie for that amazing set piece at the palace, like yeah. that incredible battle. And I, before I was talking to Greta about it, who also hated it, she was like, I think that, you know, when she's swinging on the Chinese lamps, like maybe they didn't want to be insensitive. And I'm like, no, you know what? that is so annoying. Like, I was like, that can't, if that is it, then congratulations. The movie's way worse for wear because you, uh, you just extended the same set piece we've been watching for an hour and a literal half, but also not for nothing, but. What what's insensitive about them having the final climax at the palace? I don't think that was it. I think they just got lazy. Yeah, put a pin in the sensitivity thing. What I do want to say is uh, also what gives me chills every time I watch the animated is when the that the entire like crowd bows to her. Yeah, and they're all they're all watching this chase sequence. It's like it's so thrilling. It felt like you know like an Avengers like third act thing before that before those were like you know commonplace in cinema. I was just like, oh, this is so fun. It's like a big like showdown like with a crowd watching like that's so cool and then Ugh. what the sensitivity thing it's so funny because nobody bts was east asian i mean almost nobody you had white writers white director right. you know white producers and you're just like oh wait like who cares if you're insensitive what's insensitive is that you shot this in xinjiang where like it's the site of like a wild chinese political firestorm and it's Ugh. like why i don't know there's no sensitivity here that the, i don't i we're giving them too much credit for thinking that it was insensitive for for her to be like grabbing a chinese lantern which existed you know it's like i don't know th- th- there's just so many tonal things that were wrong with the film i hated how the film was basically the original animated feature up until the battle sequences where for at least like 20 minutes it became crouching tiger junior for mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and it's just like oh wait like you can't y- you gotta have an even mixture here it can't be like okay this chunk is where we make it like a fun war film and she's riding a horse with the blowout and then the rest of it is like a watered down version of what we loved about the animated future where yeah you're right we don't hear her in a monologue we don't know we don't know anything about her yeah 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 like there's no like you know that she's got this ability and her dad says tamper that down because people couldn't handle it well that now that you know that's the case like that is her entire personality is right. has a secret, which is not a personality. Whereas the animated Mulan was, you know, tomboyish and goofy and, you know, not in her body when it came to, you know, being the quote unquote perfect or, or you know, woman bride. that you could, that you could, the perfect bride, you, you know, she did not fit into the mold of being a woman of that time in that culture. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you got that very clearly. Whereas this movie made deliberate choices to say, no, it's not that. It's just that she has a power, has a power, which is really unclear. And then it's even more unclear later when Gong Li, the witch, is like, you're just like me. And and so now we're like, okay, is she just like her? Could she turn into like a bird and shit? Like, yeah, what exactly is going on here? And not for nothing, but 
all of this would have been easier to take had the movie just not been so dreadfully boring. And yes. I don't understand what Disney thought they were fixing like by making a Disney movie without humor or music. Like when that was the touchstones of the original film. Yes. Um, we should, I should correct that. Uh, there was one EP, William Kong. He's uh, from Hong Kong, has worked on House of Flying Daggers and Crouching Tiger. And in an interview, the director, uh, Nicky Caro, said he was the one who encouraged Disney to consider non Chinese directors, which. Well, is, he was wrong. <laughs> I. It feels like I don't. I don't know. I. I. It's also just like okay. Well, then you're 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 putting sort of the responsibility on this one person and sort of like shirking the blame by being like, oh well, this the one Chinese guy we had as an EP like had the individual responsibility and the power to be like to make this okay, which is sort of flawed. But um, I mean, regardless, regardless of like whatever decisions were made, like what we have is what we see, and like I'm sorry, but. The movie started to sort of get better for me for a second when uh -huh. she took her hair out, took her armor off, and arrived back in battle with a with f coming straight from the dry bar, like yeah. without a vest and like able to kick everyone's ass. I was like, cool. So this is like bordering on camp now. So maybe this yeah. should have been camp from the beginning, which means like I don't know, include the songs. Like have I don't get fun. this like weird minimalist but not thing they're doing sure, like sure. The, the sets are so grand it's disney you've got the best actresses um for these parts doing it like you have people that are able to do this but you're you come 70 percent. and another thing is like i don't know if you've looked at all these reviews i believe they bought good reviews i don't think that uh -huh. any any film reviewer worth their salt could in good conscience give this a good review. I think they're giving it a good review because they know what a difficult time it is right now for the film industry and they really need this to succeed. And I, I guess I hope it does, but it's a shame that this movie is what it is. But there's like a weird too big to fail notion that we're attaching to Disney, which is like, we love Disney. We, you you and I love Disney. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's just so interesting. I do want to shout out, you know, Rosalind Chow, Ron Yuen, um, Zima. I mean, there are there are there are good performances in this film. I think it didn't hit because also you know this like the relationship between Mulan and her father. That's like that's like Ugh. classic stuff. When they sit after after in the original movie in the animated movie when she messes up at the tea spilling ceremony or like her test with the the matchmaker. Oh she my goes God. and sits in the garden and her dad sits down next to her and says. You know, look at all these beautiful flowers are in bloom, and that one hasn't yet. But I believe that when that one blooms a little bit later than everyone else, it'll be the most beautiful. And like I'm about to cry. Yeah, like, that's su such and an then effective. It's bookended when she comes back home after everything, presents him the sword and the medal, and he th he doesn't even look at it, throws it aside, and hugs her. Oh my god! I'm and he's sitting there, and I felt like. It's a crazy, you literally had that source material map it out for you. And still that, that moment at the end didn't emotionally hit. I feel like the original, the animated feature is, I'm gonna call it perfect. It's and I feel like pretty close. they, I feel like they took liberties and wanted, and like sort of hubristically thought, well, we can try to modify and improve this. It's like, you can't, it's, you might just, just, just stick as, I mean, they kind of just beat for beat stuck pretty closely to it, but just hollowed out like all the emotion 
except yeah. for like the bat except for the battle sequence where the way that the, sh- the way that she like provoked the avalanche didn't even make sense it, it made no sense i was like sitting there like what just happened was that it her made, power it, it's it's so perfect in the animated where she just like it's hopeless they're all about to die they have one cannon left and then she like sees from the reflection of her sword oh my god there's a huge like mound of snow on that mountain and then like grabs Mushu, goes, and then, like, it. Ha- that's such a perfect scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and the, one of the first animated movies to use CGI because they had to CGI all those, um, all the Huns coming down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, technically such an epic... The original movie is epic, like, balances the epic tone that it needs, that the story needs, and it balances the fun and, like, the queer aspects of this story and all of these things and mm-hmm. the action. And, like, it's it's... I think it's such a well-executed movie. And this movie just barely, barely, barely met that occasion and to recreate that. And then I do want to say that um, with the Phoenix of it all, Julio Torres, I was talking to Julio about this, and Julio Torres says all the shots of the Phoenix flying were very, like, earn your sky miles. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally a commercial for fucking Delta. For Delta or, like, for some, for, like, you know, China East Airlines or something where it's, like, wait a minute, like, what are we, are we supposed to, like, just be wowed by the fact that it's a phoenix? Like, I don't know, like, like let me Let me ask you a question. So, when, when Mulan leaves in the beginning, um, yeah. and the dad, like, sort of, uh, like, prays to that medallion, was that the uh-huh. phoenix? That was the Is, phoenix, yeah. Okay, so now it makes sense to me because, like, he sent he like spiritually sends the phoenix along to guide her. Yes, but Great. then the phoenix the phoenix just sort of like flies alongside her, and then or was there when she like at the sulfur mine or whatever I guess. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like you, you I feel like you need him. Like Mushu is such a perfect character. The grandma in the original is such a perfect character because she's comic relief and she's like yeah, and she's like attuned to the ancestors. So she's like ancestors, please protect Mulan. And then that's when you, you the smoke travels to the to the temple to the shrine, and then you you meet Mushu, and that's such a fun story where he has to prove himself again. It's like so well thought out yeah. in terms of like the plot, and this is just like badly know, constructed it's, it's such a, yeah so badly constructed and and not anyway. even not even badly constructed and like like yes if you were to look at the script on paper it would work but the fact of the matter is you can't just ignore the fact that we have the original movie to compare it to and it's not like it came out a hundred years ago you know this came out when we were children you know a lot of disney um families now have seen this movie like i guess with all these live action remakes it seems like the question I have after every single one is like, to what end? Like, yeah, to yeah, what yeah. end do we have Mulan? Y'all probably are going to make a ton of money. That's for sure. And maybe people will be interested again in the original. But it's not like this was like some... I think the original movie was more of a nod to the culture and was more respectful and more like all encompassing of like all the beauty of the culture and like it really my showed family a watched new world. That and we were my family watched that when we were young and we were like, oh my god, this is so fun! Like this is like we just appreciated the fact that like it was a Chinese movie about a Chinese myth and like all these and like culturally yeah. it seemed authentic, even though like that was also like you know held by all these white people, but right. You know, I would like, I bought the VHS when it came out, watched it obsessively. There were all these featurettes about, like around, like, you know, how they researched 
everything about, you know, sort of like the 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 embellished details of of the myth at the time or, or whatever. So I feel like it's there's there's a model of this being successfully done even if you take out the representation aspects of it, BTS, which is like, you know, it's it's not like the biggest issue, but it is tell it sort of like sets up all the failures that this live action remake has sort well, of had. I feel like what I what it felt like they were going to do when the trailer came out, which I was kind of on board with, was I had heard they were taking out all the music. I was disappointed. But then I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, they're going to flat out make an epic drama. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's like different for them. Me too, and me I saw too. that it was like, rated- It's going to be Wuxia. It's going to be like a crouching tiger. I was like, great. Right. Yeah. But then and I saw going. that it was rated PG-13 and I was like, this maybe this maybe this stands a chance at being an actual good movie. Maybe they want to make yep. it like a prestige dramatic film. Yeah, you can't have her go get a blowout and blow out in the desert and and take off her armor and then swim through the air and that be the case. Yeah. So it's just like if it's not that and it's not what it was, what is it? Like that's my ultimate yeah. question with about Mulan. Like I would love to sit the filmmakers down and say, who is this for? Who yeah. is it for? Yeah, it's for like the Chinese market, I guess. It's like truly but, a play at like that. Is it's it? Like, well, the way that like Hollywood has had such a weird, no, it's not weird. The way that Hollywood has had this like raging boner for like trying to capture like American and right. East Asian audiences for like years and years and years. It, it like checks so many boxes for Disney and like it makes sense why they remade it and why they like put a lot of thought into modernizing it reinventing it whatever but it's like it tried to mod it tried to reinvent in in this very checkered way throughout the film but then it also like tried to stay true a little too much to what the animated was it mm-hmm. was trying to spin all these plates in the i just the feel time. like at this point i mean my favorite disney movie from when i was little i did not think they could remake because it's too, too revisionist like now knowing what we knew which is pocahontas mm-hmm. i feel like at this point, why not fucking just do it? Like, because <laughs> literally, why not just do it? Because yeah. it's not like you're trying to make them good. They, but they, they shouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care anymore. I, I, I feel like they shouldn't do it because it's just like a fully traumatic thing about. Absolutely, but <laughs> but but here's the thing. Like, is there a way to do it where? No, I guess there's no, no way to do it. There's no, literally the, the, no way to do it. The ending of that story is wrong long term is so well just that's oh is 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 yeah, well literally she gets, the she story gets, should gets, be rape she, and she she died of dis- horrible disease yes well, so so real pocahontas whatever gets like rage gets 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 brought to england yeah if people whatever. don't know this then what ha- um, what actually what actually had happened to pocahontas is quite different than of course um, of course what a great love affair this has been over four days i have to stay behind but, and stay with my people that is not what happened even even if you were to do beat for beat the original, which I agree is I enjoy as a movie and like I cry yeah. every time she like runs to the cliff and like waves goodbye at John Smith on the bow. I'm it's like, the best oh my. music. It's incredible. The Can final score, the overture that plays as he leaves. Amazing. You can't get better I might, than that. I, I might watch that tonight. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and we're gonna I mean, like, if we do watch it, we'll watch it mindfully of the real oh, story. Yeah. But as a Disney animated film of those golden ages i think it is in terms of like the music the hum- the humor the adventure the drama it is the best one that's interesting i thought your your like all-time favorite was beauty and the beast 
No, 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 no. Beauty and the Beast uh-huh. is not okay. my all-time favorite. Although I will say this, I didn't think that I would think this years ago when I saw uh-huh. Beauty and the Beast live action, but I kind of think the Beauty and the Beast live action was the best one that's come out. Um, that's interesting. I never, I never saw it. Oh, myself. see, honestly, outside of Emma Watson, Han not says that it, it is. It is. Yeah. Outside yes. of Emma Watson not being able to sing, like she sounds like a fucking. Someone said I forget who said it, but she sounds like Siri singing, and that's what it is. Um, <laughs> but it is the best film out sure. of all of them. Whereas this best was adaptation, horrible, and yeah. Lion King. It just needn't even happen. It was also a <sighs> lie to say it was live action. Yeah. It literally wasn't, and. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Little Mermaid because Me too. That, it, it, it could be really goofy, but it's I don't just going to be. It's. I feel like it's just so technically hard to film something where everyone is underwater. Like, just think about that. Like, because like, that's cause right. I, I yeah. remember. I remember. I remember during uh, like in the making of Finding Nemo, like the animators had such a hard time figuring out the way to make this like like moving through water look authentic and real and it's like if you're gonna have a hard time making computer things do that where like you can control every single aspect of this Mm -hmm. how are you gonna make that look good when it's like human beings like who don't really know like where to put their arms like i don't even know where to put my damn arms when i'm on screen when i'm on the ground no it's almost impossible when you're on even when you're on the ground to know where to put almost impossible and that's and that's the rule of culture number ninety four. It's almost almost impossible, impossible to know to know where to put, where to your, put your, your arms, arms when you're, when on, you're the on the ground, ground on screen on screen. Yeah. Um, I do want to say one more thing. Speaking of like CGI, Jet Li having ADR and CGI mouth is was truly very upsetting to watch in Mulan. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister in any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. 
I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Okay, I have to say I have to say something. Yeah. I only found out Jet Li was in this until after who was Jet Li? He was the emperor. <laughs> he was the emperor? Yes. You don't know who Jet Li is. No, I know who Jet Li is. I just did, I, it didn't connect with me. Maybe at that point I got too fucking high because I'm telling you, 30 minutes in, oh. I was like, "Well, forget it. I, there's no turning back now. I'm getting higher Babe, than I've ever been in my life." If you're on a if you're on a, an indica or a hybrid, you see Jet Li's mouth move along to the crazy mixed sound of his voice, and you go, "This is taking me out of my body. I cannot watch this. I I, I don't I I don't um I oh don't begrudge you for that. It, How it, did I so, miss that? It's so upsetting to watch. Like he, it's it's like eight, it's like eighties kung fu movie dubbing, but it didn't have to happen because it's Disney. Yeah. I did notice it's that Disney. he was kind of giving like a weird performance where it looked like he, like when he was like up there on the on the thing, like and he was about to burn yeah, to his yeah, death. Yeah. I was like, why is he expressing no emotion at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now it makes a lot of sense. The the original emperor in Mulan was so good too, where. You know, he was just like, no matter how hard the wind blows, the mountain cannot bow to it. It's like, oh yeah, like like think like like please have this character 
like spit out these confucianisms like i don't care like it's it's fun writing like i i as an audience member enjoy like these like poetic illustrations of like confucianism like just give it to me like give the children like whatever teach me what that it's is. essentially it's a movie like let's go let's it's be a movie big. let's be the grand version of it and i feel like it was in all the wrong ways and missed all the ways that it should have been i will say this despite the fact that the movie didn't move me in the slightest i did almost shed a tear at the ming na cameo i i was gonna say that ming na showing up is the most is the biggest emotional sort of flourish in that whole movie you're like oh my god yeah and yeah. she and she delivered exactly what she was supposed to deliver which is like a knowing like cameo like yeah it's me yep yeah it's me and she then, did like, she had that it's me energy and her voice yes. is unmistakable when you hear Beautiful it i was voice. i was like oh my god that's mulan's voice and then she moves out of the way and of course we have our mulan who's like oh, fine can we talk about the voice cast in the original you had ming na wen you had bd wong mm-hmm. you had Harvey Firestein. You had so many, like, I mean, two gay men in that cast. Donnie Osmond vocals. Donnie Osmond vocals. I mean, give it up. What a great fucking movie. I fucking love Mulan so much. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 Mulan is my favorite sort of Renaissance Disney. Mulan and Hercules and Little Mermaid are my three. And Aladdin. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say for me, it's Mulan, Pocahontas, Little Mermaid. And Hans, what do you mean three gay men? Three gay men. You can't just say three gay men. You, you can't have to, just you say have three to elaborate gay men, on Hans. thoughts. It's a podcast, Hans. You have George to elaborate Chiquet. on thoughts. Oh, yes, your George Chakay. George Chakay was the, the lead ancestor. Yeah, yeah, Great. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, and also, you. I just want to say that Hans did say in the chat, he's been very vocal in the chat today, and he said, What about Aladdin in terms of the live action remix? And this is what I'd say about that. I prefer what Aladdin was to what Mulan was, because at least Aladdin, while it was like bad, was having fun. You know what I mean? At least there was things sure. about it I can remember. Like, did I love the song Speechless? No, but- It is I a rem- Matt Rodgers song. It is a me song. I did write that. I will not go speechless. I will not go speechless is a Matt Rodgers lyric. I will not remain speechless. I will not. <laughs> I won't. It's actually rule of culture number 183. I will, I not, will not remain, remain speechless. Speechless. I won't. Matt Rogers. I won't. Yeah. And here's the thing. Aladdin might have been goof-aloof and nothing compared to the original. At least it was fun. But at least it was fun and there was things about it that you can talk about. Mulan yes. is just literally like, if I saw one more dusty scene, girl. Girl. It, that's, uh, that's how Mulan was dusty. It could have been honestly. I, I was, I was like, whatever. Sort of like um, making this like, you know, uh, snarky comparison to Crouching Tiger. But it's like, you go back and watch Crouching Tiger. God, no comparison. What a, what a fucking great movie. One of if the greatest made, movies. If they just made like you know a more like, yeah, if they if they made a PG thirteen Crouching Tiger was PG thirteen. Like who can? It's like there there were no limiting factors here. They had. Every resource in the world to make this a great film. Literally, here's how you fix the movie. And I, I'm not kidding. Like, you have Mulan. It's a, it's a musical. Yep. She she is going about her life. She's trying to do the right thing. You see that she's got, like, like you know, uh, adventurous impulses. But she's going through the process of needing to become a wife and become a bride. And she's not fitting in. 
um, you, you cut to very, very, very far across the land. You see, like, um, there is, like, a spiritual force that's making, that's, like, causing all these soldiers to, like, do evil things. You find out that's Gong Li controlling them. Yes. And, and, th and then their word comes back to the city. We need to t send one man from every family out there. There's, like, an evil force that's invading. And then the father can't go. Mulan goes in his place. On her journey, she finds out that it's this woman. The woman takes an interest in her. That's the conflict right there. This, like, evil force, which is this woman who was not accepted, who had possessed great power and great um, abilities. She tries to corrupt Mulan. It's up to them at the end. Um, eventually, like Mulan gets the Gongli to turn. It's too late to save her, but she like un un grows to understand what that meant, how that repression and how that denial of true. Uh, essence turned her into something evil. Mulan says, that's not going to be me. She's committing to who she is. And at the end, like, and honestly cut the love story. That's how you, that's how you could have fixed it. Yep. Just make it simpler. Matt Rogers, story breaker extraordinaire, script doctor. Well, girl, I have that degree. To cut the sand, add. Girl. Add the Gong Li, Liu Yifei, like, you know, like sort of like duality narrative. Just lay that on. Yeah, thicker. I was like, I was like shocked that there was more to it than that. That like Gong Li had to answer to this other evil guy that he, and then he was like if you go with me you will be able to live in your true essence and it's like girl no she could live in her true essence however she wants like the reason yeah. why she She's was listening she has to him superpowers and, she could crush you and then when she turns into a bird and takes the arrow from mulan i'm like that didn't have to happen because we've seen that you're a witch who can like just move her arm and lock, knock that thing out of the air why did you have to die i hate that shit I hate yeah. when something is like just deliberately destroys the logic of what's been established. Yeah, it, it just yeah. bothered me so much. And then I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and it had such a high score. And I'm like, y'all are not being real. It's, um, yeah. It's suspect. It's suspicious. Okay. It's suspect. So Hans says, this is why Matt and Bowen need to be Flotsam and Jetsam. We were told, we have it on good authority, that Flotsam and Jetsam are not in the live-action remake. The rumor is that Flotsam and Jetsam are not in it, but they should have hired us to be Flotsam and Jetsam so that we could be, or, be there at, at the same time playing the parts, also punching up the damn script. Yes, but I, it, if, it, if it wasn't us, then we would have been okay with Cock Destroyers getting it too. It should have been, honestly, once I heard that there wasn't going to be Flotsam and Jetsam. I was disappointed for us, but more disappointed for the Cock Destroyers, the cock destroyers who really absolutely. are the Flotsam and Jetsam that we deserve. If who's there like Ursula, I want to, I want to think I like, you know, who would you, ca I, I think you need to cast like within Ron Jeremy. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. Even though Ron Jeremy is um, entangled in a lot of legal troubles right now. Yeah. Ron Jeremy and drag. No, honestly, it's, if it was going to be the cock destroyers as Flotsam and Jetsam, then you would need to get a drag queen. Then you would need to get yeah. like Ginger Minge. A Ginger Minge. Yeah. Ginger would be great. She really would have been. But ginger, you know, it's Melissa really McCarthy and she'll turn to fun performance. It should have been Charlene, honestly. Charlene would have been an amazing Ursula. Um, oh, well. Oh, right. Have you, what, what else are you watching right now? Okay, we're, I have, well, you need to watch, you need to keep watching The Vow. So Matt and I watched I, the first I, I episode. Was just gonna be, I was just going to bring it up, actually. Wait, how far along are you? I've watched the three episodes that have been out. So okay, far. so what what are your thoughts on it now? My it's slow thoughts going. On it, my thoughts on it are that it is too slow. 
and I, and and it, here's the thing: it is a compelling story. This could have been one documentary movie. This did not have to be a series. It's it not a I, series. I, I don't think so, honey. That it's going to be nine episodes. Are you kidding me? Nine. But, but wait, wait, wait. I think the way that these people are setting up the narrative is interesting because it is really, really, really making this case that over such a long period of time, this cult Nexium, like very insidiously, slowly, like implanted into these people's brains that like, it's not a cult and we're, what we're doing is self-improvement and we're optimizing. Um, and so it, it becomes very believable that these people would have stayed so long. And then it becomes all the more shocking to me as a viewer mm -hmm. that as soon as you find out about all this um, DOS stuff, about all the, the sex cult stuff, mm -hmm. um, the branding, that yeah. it's, the branding that you're like, Oh my God, like this. And it's so, and they're so entangled in this, you know, structure of this organization that they have to very carefully plan their exit. And it's genius that they're all, and the, and the reason it's so long is also because I think that um, the Mark guy and the Sarah uh, person are just, the Mark guy is a documentarian, the Sarah person's an actress, sort of gets what, she, they both get what they have to collect. And so they're collecting all of this footage, all of these calls, um, and it just builds, it creates such a compelling story that I'm sure there's, there is definitely fat to be trimmed. But I think I am getting this dense, fully painted like you know uh, 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 presentation of how awful 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 this cult is yeah so I was when you just said it was nine that's tough for me because I, know, I, know. I was actually just thinking that this is too long at what I assumed must be only five episodes uh -huh. but because it, they are literally repeating things we've already heard. Like it's 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 yeah. literally rehashing story beats in a way where I'm like, well, that's not Housewives, baby. That's Housewives. Yeah, yeah but Housewives, it's a different thing. No, no, no. It is. It is a completely different thing because Housewives. I I have no defense of why you need it to be 16 episodes a season, but the Nexium it thing, it's just like. I think it's because we've seen we've seen things like this done before and all I can say is I'm really engaged in the material until I'm just shocked at how long it's been going cuz they're not yeah. short episodes either they're like over an hour they come to such this like tense head though like each of them and like it's only getting more and more distressing. I the gaslighting is. If you want a definition on what gaslighting is, it's this. Like, like oh, when, sure. when, when the Lauren person tells Sarah oh, her best God. friend, like, there's actually nothing really that weird, like, about being branded. Like, what's actually that weird about it? You know what I mean? Like, and like, you know, like, it's it's you're doing it because you know it's what we do. Like, why is it bad? Can you actually answer me the question? Why is it bad? It's and then so it's impossible up. for Sarah to be like. Let me explain why it's bad for my body to be irrevocably branded with the initials of a man that owns the quote unquote like life coach business that I'm a part of. Like it's 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 crazy. Well, I think the show does a good job of like 
making that make sense where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this Lauren person, Lauren Saltzman, the daughter of um, Nancy Saltzman, who mm-hmm. is the sort of co-head of this cult, you're sort of taking in the fact that they are just, it's a culture of like rejecting fear, of rege- of like fear being this like, Mm-hmm. this like shitty conditional thing that's inside of you that's your fault you're at cause like all like all of this language is so chilling and terrifying because you and I are watching the first episode together with Greta and and the three of us were like oh wait like this kind of like this kind of like tracks for me like this makes sense like well that's how it works like, yeah that's, yeah that's how totally. they get people is because basically what they're and the Scientology does the same thing they're basically in the intro uh, sections of these cults, like in the entry level um, classes, anyway, all they're really doing are, you know, exposing you to helpful therapy techniques or helpful practices yeah. for sound thinking or, you know, useful um, methods of sorting out the way that you feel. Can I say that's how conversion therapy was for me, too? Like the really? first like four sessions were like, okay, wait, I'm like coming It away actually from this makes with, sense. Like, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe the show is consciously like reflecting that where it's like, oh, like it's building a case for like how like, um you know, innocuous or how like helpful this organization is. And then what a fucking turn it takes when you get to the branding part, because the branding part was very effectively portrayed to me. Um, or, mm-hmm. or just sort of like just like kind of like presented in this documentary form where I was like. On, I was so fucking tense watching it, and I, I don't usually have that sort of like yeah. visceral, somatic response to, to to that kind of thing when I'm watching it. But I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god! Like you know, it's it was so distressing. I feel like it is a very distressing view, and I find it very not educational. I just I just feel like it is informational in a very compelling way. Well, That's yeah, it, I mean, it's literally it, it. I would say there's a lot of really great choices that the documentary is making like this is small but i do love the very long phone conversations that we see and i love the backdrop that they appear on and i love Mm -hmm. um the way that those are presented like pretty much in real time without being edited and i i I find that um you really feel the intensity of those phone calls and when you're sitting in the pauses and i really appreciate that those are being played as those conversations were had. Yeah. One thing I'm not loving about the documentary are the, uh, acted reenactments like, um, Bonnie running through the salt flats, like with tears in her eyes. Like oh, yeah. I don't, when yeah, she was that, that sitting on her husband's it. lap and all of a sudden she was crying hysterical. I'm like, is this real time? Is this right? Is this a reenactment? Like, like close-ups on people's faces while they're shaking and crying. Like, um, and yeah, it's that, very clear that like, are these actresses just wanting to act right now? Like, I just, I think it's unclear. Yes, linearly, what is happening time wise, and I, I do think that's bad. That is bad, and I think that is uh, a result of these two documentarians. I forget their names. Who have their name on the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it's mostly Marks footage right and mark is mark is this like award-winning renowned documentarian himself and it's like if they had i'm kind of curious to know if they had if he had just had full reign over like how he wanted to tell the story with the footage that he had himself recorded and the calls that he had himself recorded with sarah um that would have been 
interesting. I feel like there was this this extra editorial perspective from these two documentarians who took all that footage and then like sequenced it themselves, threw in these like reenactments, these weird overhead shots of people at like a different like frame rate and a different mm-hmm. resolution, like these people like running and um, doing all these things that sort of take you out of the storytelling. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, for me, my my reaction to The Vow thus far has been, wow, I hate Nexium. What an evil company. What an evil uh, person that's running mm-hmm. this. Like, this is horrible. And that to me is separate from whether I think the documentary totally, is good, totally. which is like, not really because i think sure, that sure. i think i think it's just really sort of molasses pace it is very that, it is very slow very and that, slow. and honestly it's not super bothering me the way that like i'm I, let's just say this i'd rather watch 9 episodes of this than mulan again but um like i wish it was just a little crisper you know what i mean yeah yeah, because I've been watching yep. so many documentaries lately, and I'm so surprised with how much I'm willing to watch. Like you know that mm-hmm. Epstein documentary on Netflix, I was like flying through it. I was just like, so, I was like, this. I is... can watch after the first episode because it's like I already kind of know all everything there is to know about this. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, and maybe that's the thing with Nexium is we haven't necessarily seen this story. That's what I'm expressed saying. as explicitly and clearly, and you know it is kind of crazy to know that. You know, they had like Kristen Kruick like in there and like um, I didn't watch Smallville, but apparently no. Alice and Mac had like a very large role on it. She was like, like his she was like Clark's best friend or, or whatever. She like um was like the Allison Hannigan to like his Buffy. She her um, Lauren Saltzman, Nancy Saltzman, Keith Raniere, obviously, and everyone in like the first ring of that cult of that like sex sex cult um all deserve like just the worst just yeah. the worst they deserve prison time after we abolish the, car- the carceral state i don't know well, um, wh- when, they, when, they are awful how are they all in jail now they're not they're awaiting sentencing um but the the sentencing has been postponed due to covid so who knows but and who knows how hopefully i mean i'm sure like you know there's precedent for something like this where like a documentary comes out about the case and or about you know <laughs> I mean, this. they're not. It's not going to be easy for easier for them now. I bet they but wish there, that sentencing I hadn't been postponed. The minimum for I want to say Lauren and Allison Mack, I, I read was fifty, or the, the maximum was fifteen years. Which I'm like, baby, that ain't enough. Yeah, like these people are fucking evil. Well, didn't Allison Mack plead guilty to racketeering? She played. She pled guilty to racketeering. They all pled guilty to their charges. Keith got the most. I think Nancy got got the second most, and then Lauren and uh, Lauren and Allison Mack, and then like the um, Seagram's heiress that 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 one. Yeah. Can I ask a question? What what is racketeering? So it's like a, a racket is just like uh, basically like a like a, like an illicit way of making money where you're just like a protection racket is like pay me this money or I'll uh, t- or I'll fuck up your like um you know your business. Um, hmm. Like a racket is just like you get money through illegal ways. So they were like collecting collateral and, you know, like collecting money and like all this shit. And so, um, you know, that is the main charge. But I just feel like on the like, um, I just, I don't know, on a dumb moral level, um, it's just so shitty that um yeah these people that, i did mean what they did. That, and also just like the pain that people had to go through like that women had to go through to and honestly 
I haven't. We, we're only three episodes in of the nine episode thing, so who knows how dark this is going to get? To be honest with you, it hasn't really gotten into the specifics of the sexual relationships he had with any of them yet, which I'm sure is coming. But one thing I do like about the documentary is it really does like like an onion, like as as you peel, like it's yeah. just more mm-hmm. and more and more, and it's really crazy. And another thing is like. They are becoming terrifying as it as it continues. Yeah, like Nancy oh, yeah. from the first episode to now, I'm like, you are a freak. And Keith is like, that's a true crazy oh my person. God, true crazy person. Anytime readers, anytime someone tells you that they know someone or they are this person that they're the smartest person in the world that they've that they the the aced an IQ test, like President um, Donald Trump. I used to work uh, at a Park Avenue doctor's office in college where he like would give all of his patients this IQ test and like um, he'd be like, I've aced it. I've, I've done all this. Like I was like, Oh, you're running, you're a snake oil salesman. And Mm -hmm. like these people use these meaningless, you know, like meters or whatever the fuck to like tell you or legitimize the fact that they are the, smartest person in the world anytime mm-hmm. someone's doing that like like anytime someone's directing that knowledge at you that information at you um call the police after we defund them you know <laughs> yeah. like that that, that, yeah. that stuff yeah so it's just um yeah i mean everyone's getting more terrifying lauren saltzman is terrifying yeah to me. she's She's crazy because it's so powerful to be like cool girl and be doing this. Like it's yes! so sick. Allison Mack, I don't be- I don't find to be a cool girl. Her like fucking strumming on the guitar, singing these sp- corny ass songs at people's weddings. I'm like, oh, you you fucking suck. I could like roast your ass like any yeah. time of day if I wherever whatever. She, she is so that girl though that you worship for like a year and a half in college. Not me, not me. I saw right through that show. I was like, "Oh, you fucking suck. Get out of my way." I have any, to go study any at the wayfish library. girl with an instrument when I was in college, I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to go no, see baby. Sh- we're going to go see Cheyenne perform at the the <laughs> Cheyenne. We're, we're going to we're going to see Cheyenne Bless perform tonight at the Crystal Hangar. Cheyenne Bless. No, I got to say growing up in Mormon country in Colorado like every girl that was like an Allison Mack was Mormon and I was like ha ha you dumb yeah. I was just like no I don't I don't need to see this bye now, now are Mormons <laughs> dumb yeah no yeah <laughs> Mormons I can't wait for uh Real Housewives of Salt Lake City me I was, either I was talking I was talking to I was talking to Marty Gold Cummings I was on their podcast um we were talking about Housewives and I was like I'm kind of excited for Salt Lake City because these Mormon women are very good at giving you an exterior presentation of I'm cool. Like, Oh yeah. I'm like a, I'm a painter. And you know, I, I have this website that's really chicly designed. They're very tech savvy. They're very like PR savvy. They like can cultivate this persona of coolness. And like, it is kind of, I want to say like culty where it's like, Hey, come here. Like we're cool. Um, and this is all stuff that like, you know, that you can get on board with. And so I'm very excited to see sort of that, uh, a new sort of um. Ugh, I want a like, trailer so bad. I know. Me too. Wait, what's going on? Why have well, it's coming out anything? soon. And Andy tweeted about it. He was like, um, he described it like as a blow away. He's like, he's like, it is a whole different flavor of housewives. Like you've wow. never seen a housewives like this. And I think that it is a really good opportunity with it because, kind of like what you're saying, where it's like these Mormon women. Like they're from, all imagine they're all they're all Leah's. Right. 
Right. They're Leas, but they, um, you know, think everybody gets their own planet when they die. You know, right, like, but like I feel thing. like my my estimation of what Mormon culture is like is it is very like keeping up present, keeping up uh, appearances, but mm-hmm. it, uh, underneath the surface, like there's shit going on, there's jealousy going on, there's secrets going yes. on, or whatever. Oh, so yeah. I think that like what we might get from Salt Lake City, especially with a new cast that we haven't seen interact with each other on television, and also they haven't seen themselves interact on television. Right, right. Is we might get a sort of return to form, which we used to have with the yes. other franchises, which was you kind of saw the cracks in the China before they cracked. Like now it's right. like on every franchise, including Potomac, which has been unbelievable this season, mm-hmm. it's kind of like everyone knows everyone's gig. You know, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. hiding anymore. Like, no. forget it. Like when you have someone like Lisa Rinna on Beverly Hills, there's no hiding. And we have to say thank you to Lisa Rinna because she did give one of the most iconic lines of the year with, you liked the tweet. And in liking the tweet, it says everything. <laughs> it says <laughs> everything. everything. I still enjoy Ooh, so angry, Denise. So angry, Denise. You are angry. She's done it two episodes in a row. It's ooh, you're so angry, Denise. You are so angry. So angry. And then you like the tweet, and in liking the tweet, it says everything. It says everything. Like it if that's not a everything. meme for the year 2020, I don't know what <laughs> is. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker retail associate grocery store clerk fitness trainer baker stylist bellhop podcast producer yeah snag a job's got a worker for that with our easy to use platform you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way 
Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. You and I saw the um, finale of, of Beverly Hills together and... Mm-hmm. We both turned to each other and like we didn't need to like read like read read like the live tweets or anything. We were just like, oh, that's a fucking moment. Yeah. Like, wait, can we do it again? Yes. Ooh, Denise, you're so you're angry. So angry. No, you're playing dirty. I'm not playing dirty. I'm playing to me dirty. Denise, you are. Also, you forget, <laughs> Denise, you are. Are angry. angry. You are, and she's like laughing like. <laughs> but the, also the beginning of the scene. I really miss you. I miss you too, Denise. Miss you too. I miss Denise, you too. Denise is also a star where she's like, what'd she say? Who told you? Who Who'd told you tell? that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Oh my God. She's an actress. She gets how to make something cinematic. Well, they are, they're not they're only both are they just actresses, but they are soap stars. actresses. They are soap stars and they will give you the moment sitting on that couch they knew exactly what was happening they might not have been happy about it but they are going to no. deliver on it and the thing is who told I've you i've been that? having a lot of discussions recently about whether or not denise is going to return and yeah. i'm torn about what she's going to do because on the one hand She's had such a miserable experience, like, yeah. and it's been so clearly drawn in the sand, the line, like, we're on this side, you're on that side, and they've so clearly made it apparent how they feel about her and how they're going to yeah. feel about her going forward. But on the other hand, it's like, she hasn't been this famous irrelevant in years. And yeah. she is so powerful on the show because... They all can't stop talking about her because they bother. She bothers them so much because Even she doesn't Erica, need the show. Because no, she doesn't, she need, doesn't the need the show at all, and they can't stand it because Erica yeah. knows, and I love Erica, but Erica knows her career is pretty reliant on the show. Kyle is only the show. Yeah, um, Rena Ren- is only the Rena show. Rena at this, this point. point, like she can go do whatever she wants, but I think Rena relishes in the show and loves her job. 
And yeah. I think she comes I, – I genuinely think she goes there to go to work. Garcelle is out. She's not, she's not coming back. And to be honest with you, I'm not actually going to miss her because she's not actually a good housewife. I think she'll be mm. great on The Real. I love Garcelle Beauvais. Like I, I, maybe I'd love her on another show. Maybe they want to spin her off and give her her own reality show. She's just not a good housewife. She doesn't mix it up. She doesn't get involved. She said some stuff about other housewives that they went over in the last episode of the reunion, and she really shied away from it. Like she, I, I, by the way, we should say it was so fucked up what Kyle said to her about not oh. paying at the charity. Did you oh, see this? Fuck. No, I I have not really kept up with Beverly Hills. Okay, so so at the reunion, Kyle Richards um, and Garcelle were getting into it, and Kyle goes, "Garcelle, you came to my charity function and raised your hand for five thousand dollars and never paid." And Garcelle mm. was like, "That is not true," and she said, "That is not true about ten times." And Kyle was like, "There's no payment been made," and it's just like. Fuck you, Kyle. Because we all know yeah, that five thousand do a a five thousand dollars is nothing to Garcelle. It was clearly right. just a mistake or something happened. B, you're really gonna be the one who's gonna turn to the one black Not woman good. on the cast and be like, "You didn't pay." Not good. Yeah. And then Oof. Andy asked Garcelle. He was like, "What has it been like being the only black woman on this show?" Uh-huh. And she was answering how you know she feels like a lot of the women like didn't make an issue about her, with her about certain things because of her race or like tiptoed around her and was sort of intimating that like she wasn't able to actually have like a housewives experience because. Oh, yeah. She felt like people felt nervous to get into it with her because she was they, they didn't want to be the white they didn't want to be the white bitches getting into it with, exactly. with Garcelle. And Kyle was the first one to be like, I didn't think about that at all. And I was like, Well, maybe you could have thought about it a little bit more. <laughs> because sure. you just said to the one black woman that she didn't pay at your charity event yeah, over yeah, five thousand yeah. bucks, which is nothing. So which is nothing. and you kept that information Garcelle until the fine. reunion. Yeah, of course she'll be fine. She's got a new gig. Yeah, exactly. Um She's on the real. I, how do you feel about someone just like posted a meme of this today? So uh, keeping up the Kardashians is is over. Is no yeah. more. How do you feel about Chris Jenner joining Beverly Hills? Uh, joining Beverly Hills like that? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, that would be an amazing idea. That yeah. would be an amazing idea and so smart. But the thing is, I think Chris Jenner would not do it because I think Chris Jenner ultimately needs to be in the edit room and and uh, as a producer. And I don't think that she would allow oh, someone else to manipulate her yeah. image unless right. she was given producer credit. But I think in theory, it's an amazing idea. No, you're 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 absolutely correct, though. Very in good. In theory, Very good I think thinking. it's great. And and how do you feel about it ending? Truly I never the end it. of an era. I mean, I never watched it yeah. either, but it is culturally significant that it ends. Sure, but, you know, I mean, like, the impact is is forever sort of, like, done. Like, you know, that family is that family. Um, 20 seasons. Con- I know. Well, they will continue to have influence. They will continue to um, be in the conversation. I mean, you know, not much will change beyond just the programming of E as a network, you know? Ryan no. Seacrest is out of is out of a job. So that's that that that's kind of all that means to me, even though I don't watch it. Yeah, but I mean, humble I, beginnings I, though. If you, if you watch that show early on, though, like the, from this, like the few episodes I've seen from the early seasons, it's like oh, the such aesthetic an was so different. Yeah, sure, but it's but it's just such an interesting like peek into like an inflection point of like massive fame, where you're like, oh, this was like you know this kind of like weird kooky household and you know they were involved in the oj case and you know the dad died and like all this stuff but now it's and kim is paris's friend and now it's like oh my god 
what a fucking change. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, a, you know, I just think like, I think it might have a little bit to do with the fact that like their situation is now too sensitive with the kind oh, yeah. of it all. 100%. It's like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's much left for them to mine out of what their situation is because I think maybe Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are the real deal and are going to stay married. And like, if you're actually going to sit and wallow in what Kim's everyday issues are, it's going to get pretty fucking dark pretty fucking soon. For sure. For sure, girl. Listen, I think it might be time to move on. Okay, to the segment. Well, do you know, do you remember the segment? I think I do. I was trying to think of a segment. Maybe reader, let us know. I feel like we should add a new element to the <laughs> to the you and me shows, which is like you know a miniature shortened version of top two hundred moments. Gotta say, I love history. that you said. I love the way you said miniature. You, you said it like miniature. Miniature. What do you mean? I That's say, not mini- the way you say miniature, it? and you said miniature. 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 Okay, I don't. You're, I'm, I'm just collapsing my vowels, Wait. which is my right. Yeah, which it is, is my your right. right. I'm not impeding on your rights. I'm just saying, can I, can I actually just ask you a question? Yeah. So the other day I was with some people and apparently I say bagel weird you when I, when I, when I use it in a sentence. Okay. Uh, I don't know and what that means. I wonder, I think that they might've been gaslighting me, but can, so listen, here's how I say the word bagel. Okay. Bagel. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to use it in a sentence. Um, I'll just have a salted bagel. I I don't I can't spot. Okay, that then my friends were gaslighting me. Wait, okay, do do that again. Bagel. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are going to get a bagel, I guess I'll just have everything. Okay. I said it the I, same, right? Yeah, but I don't even care that you're. I don't even care that your friends were gaslighting you. I feel like I I'm going crazy now. Thinking it doesn't matter. Oh my god, I I'm going crazy. It was Brendan Scannell and Joel Kim Booster, and they they were cackling at me because I was saying <laughs> bagel differently than I say it in a do sentence. It, do, and it, now, do it again. Okay, fine. Here's here's the word. Don't 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 say the word isolated. Just say the sentence. I'm like, okay. Um, oh, I've got so much scallion cream cheese. What should I do with it? Well, I think what you should do is put it on a bagel. Okay, am I, I saying ta- bagel? Am, am I saying bagel? No. Okay, good. Then okay, I'm sorry. But maybe I, but maybe but maybe it's cuz like now you're like aware of it no, so you're like I'm telling you I was saying it the exact correcting. same. I was saying it the exact same and they were laughing at me and they were like you are you're saying it weird you're saying it weird and it was so you infuriated. Are. It was Sir Sharon and so infuriating. So infuriating. Ooh, you are Denise. Did you Denise. see that trailer with uh Sirsha and Kate Winslet being lesbian fossil diggers? Oh yeah, that's fun. I mean, isn't that like such a? I feel like that's such a a throwaway joke though. When you're like a lesbian paleontologist, it's like oh. I mean, two lesbian fossil diggers is a Thirty Rock joke, but um, the movie looks pretty good. I mean, it's Kate Winslet and Saoirse. I love that. I love that being lesbian together. Saoirse's in that new Wes Anderson movie that hasn't come out yet. But but apparent. But like, what was she? She was. She's been in Wes Anderson stuff before, right? She was in Moonrise. Um... It doesn't matter. Was she? Um, I don't she, know. She was in Grand Budapest, probably. Oh, maybe one of those. Yeah, something like one that. One of those. Anyway, but anyway, um, this is well, I don't no, think no, 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 no. I want to say, oh, I, I want, I want to. We're, we're just like sort of live pitching here. Um, okay, I, like a miniature version of top of like top two hundred. Maybe we like each 
Each week we present. We'll do this for the next time we we do just the two of us. Um, oh, here's good thing. Why don't we have? Here's good thing. Here, here's oh, here's good uh, thing. title of app. Title of app. Here's good thing. Exclamation yeah. point. Um, I think that the readers should pitch topics of different yes. things we can count down, and we'll come in the top five thing of those topics. I love that. And we'll okay, both so- we'll both bring in and we'll compare notes. Yes. So, um, oh, even if there's overlap, we'll be like, oh, I had that too. You yes. Know? And then, and we can call it top five. <laughs> here's no. I think we we call it here's good thing. Here's good thing. Here's good thing. Um, okay. Well, we're, that's the title of this episode, and it's also the title of an upcoming segment um, on this podcast. And Lost the title of the episode is promo for the segment. Yes. Oh, genius! Lots of layers to the marketing. hundred <laughs> percent, honey. Okay, um, so so as readers, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We'll, yeah. we'll sort of get a collective sense of what you want us to count down. Very I like fun. this. It's very Kelly Clarkson, uh, Kellyoki of us to crowdsource ideas and then come with our own takes. Mm-hmm. Very Kellyoki of us. Okay, this is, I don't think so, honey. This is where we each take one minute to rail against something in the culture. Matt, do you have something? I have something. I, I do. Well, I will say, I'll say this. I actually came into this episode thinking my I don't think so honey would be Mulan, but I think what we ended up doing was a 45 minute Mulan. I don't think so honey. So I am I do have something else. I love that. Okay. So, um and you have it ready? Yeah. Okay, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so honey. His time starts now. I don't think so honey. The view recast Sarah Haynes. Um oh. for what? I ha- kind of have the same <laughs> response to this as I do with Mulan. Certainly, certainly not for her political insight. And y'all, mm. I hate to remind you this, but we are in the election cycle. And also, it's weird to me that you would replace Abby Huntsman with Sarah Haynes. That does not seem like a one-to-one. I Abby. And I have to say, I do think so, honey, Anna Navarro, who was literally sitting there <gasps> being by far seconds. the most entertaining cast member. And you don't cast her as a permanent co-host after what she's done yeah. for you? I don't yeah. think so, honey. The disrespect that that has. The mm. disregard that that has. Oh, the, my God. Uh, inability to see gold right before your eyes that that has the lack of energy that that has the lack of diversity that that has Sarah Haynes that that has she's like this she's like a uh you know just she's like just like a mom you know I mean not that we don't need a mom but like reductive but like there's not anything go- uh, th- anyway that's, that's one minute but like she's just like an every woman in the way where it's like she's I don't out of a need, job I don't need every woman on the show I need some real political insight some some diversity of opinion and I don't think we're getting that with her and after Strahan Kiki and Sarah ended I guess this is a good place to put her but I mean it's honestly nothing against her as a person it's just I don't get it yeah, you're you're right. I mean, we're we're in a very consequential election. Obviously, I feel like you're you're bringing in, you know, DNC ish moderate liberalism. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of just like she's like like, like a fruit, like a fr- yeah, Robin's egg bloom. Yeah, yeah, fruit at the bottom. You know, fat free Greek yogurt. Very uh, that. I'm just kind of like mean. bored. I'm just I'm just like okay, Anna. Cool, Sarah. Bring Hanks. in Anna. Bring in Anna Navarro. Bring in Anna. Oh. She's she's politically to the right, but I you know I I she's fun TV. 
She's fun know? TV, and I also get why they put Abby Huntsman on because she was a moderate Republican, and it's just they they didn't. So then bring on Anna Navarro, who's also a moderate Republican. Well, what, she what, she what? would she would more identify as like a moderate period now. Um, I think sure, but because she doesn't. Then you're bringing a moderate. You're bringing a moderate Democrat in with Sarah Haynes. I felt what they should have done was bring in a very progressive person because I think that absolutely Gabriel Ocasio Cortez. Yes, to the view. I was like, Whoopi is not super progressive. Sunny, I I guess Sunny is. like progressive, but not really. She's a little DNC ish for me. Yeah. Um, Joy can be frustrating. Joy's pretty DNC. I mean, She's the D- most liberal, but you know. And they then should, Megan's um, Megan. God, they should have brought in someone like uh, I don't know. I said Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks, although I don't think she would take the job. But sure, um, or maybe, but or someone like um, you know, Amy Valella. Yeah, right. Like just someone fun that's like, I don't know, like engaged, involved. And I think that they're missing like a very progressive voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't. And the thing is, like, I feel like they they think because this is the one to one people like them would make. They'd be like, well, if we have someone really progressive, then we need a Trumper, which is not true because like. No, that's not true at all. Not true at all, because one is a valid point of view and one is an invalid point of view. Right. So anyway, but I just I'm not. I'm not excited about her coming back to the show because I just don't think she brings like a dynamicism. Sure, totally, but totally. Anyway, are they, are they doing are they doing it in studio again? The only one that's in studio right now is Sarah because uh-huh. Sunny's continuing to do it from home. So is Joy. So is Whoopi. And Megan is like eight months pregnant. So right, right. Um, okay, well we we wish her the best, don't we? We do. Um, just all right. I've, I've I've publicly made so many tasteless Megan McCain jokes that I'm like I should, she's I'm, I'm sadly not one of her gay friends isn't that a bummer I know but here's here, here's what I have I to know. ask you here's what I have to ask you and I, I sometimes think about this I'm being I'm being totally facetious by the way for anyone listening who's if Andy booked you on watch what happens live and you were on there with Megan McCain would you have a good time with her no you wouldn't even would engage be like, with her I'd be like, hi, it's nice to meet you. And I would, I have such few opportunities to be, because I'm not like, I don't consider myself like a mean person. I have such few opportunities to be like a bitch that I would relish in the opportunity. Oh my God. Like, See, you, but you, you know me, like anytime there's an opening for me to, to be like a hint of a bitch. Like you, you like, like the, 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 to be a bitch. Well, when it's when it's justified, and so I like you know a couple. This thing happened in the biz a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "This is my like time to shine," and yep. like I felt very good and comfortable about being a little bit of a bitch because people deserved it. And so now yeah. I'm like, if 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 Megan McCain and I were on Watch What Happens Live together, I'd be like, <laughs> "Hi, you're noxious. You are, <laughs> you are." corrosive bile in our media landscape. Thank See, you. And this is this is where I differ because I think that I would no, want it, no. I wouldn't want it to ruin my Matt, watch you, what happens you have live a, experience. You have a duty to be cruel to Megan McCain. No, you really I, do. I would not want to be cruel to her. I would make it clear that we don't agree on l- very much of anything outside of the fact that Trump needs to fucking go. I would make it clear, but I also know that Watch What Happens Live is not the space for me to fucking get into it with Megan McCain. Oh no, I'm not going to be like. Rude it's not going to gonna ruin on... my Watch What Happens Live. That's for fucking I'm not, sure. I'm not going to be rude to her while the cameras are rolling. I'm just like when when like. 
we like get walked onto set or whatever, I'm just gonna be like, ah, oh, hey. Yeah, this is all assuming that she'd like want to engage with us too. Sure, absolutely. She probably hates us. She is anyway. always on that show. She's always on that show. Which ugh, he books her so gotta... much. Um, but I, you know, what's interesting about you and I? I bet people on face value would think that I'm the bigger bitch. Sure. Really? Yeah. I. But it's you. No, I'm the bigger bitch when, like, in very selective pockets of time. I am generally, I'm, I'm generally, I try very hard to be. I mean, but I, I reject this notion that I'm not approachable. Like you, like Matt's getting a lot of DMs from from people who are like, "Hey, send Bowen this nude or whatever." Or, or I do. I have. Effect. I literally <laughs> will get. I literally will receive nudes for Bowen, and I have to say, I don't think so, honey, that I'm receiving nudes for Bowen. Just and also, send me the date nudes. requests for Bowen. Like I am not Bowen's publicist. No. Oh, that's yeah. I hate that. I don't think so, honey. That I Matt is not my publicist. Please do not like solicit. Things that I have am to do not with his assistant. I am not no. his publicist. I am not that his is manager. So I am. I, Just please direct all inquiries to Bowen Yang himself if you would like to inquire Thank with him. Thank you. Thank you. I it also makes me have... feel bad. <laughs> I know. Ugh. I'm just I'm just kidding. It really doesn't. In fact, sometimes I'm like, well, actually, I'd rather get all this stuff so I can get some insight into how people are feeling. Oh, that's that's fun. Um, I just want to say that um, you and I are bitches in different ways. How that's am a, I a that's, bitch? That's all. You are you you um are very agile in your bitchiness. You can sort of like if you I'm I'm saying when you need to be a bitch, you do it on such a fu- such a quick pivot. I'm like I gotta really like let something like sit with me before I'm activated into my bitchiness. I would say that. I would say that you are more passive aggressive and I am more aggressive. But I can be aggressive. I think we both can be both. But I would yeah. say that on the sides of the spectrum, that's where, yeah. like, I think you're bitching. You are more of um, you're more of a measured, like, subtweeter. And mm-hmm. I'm more of a, what did you say? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I would never go. What did you say? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, that's amazing. I'm more of a. Uh, here's me looking you in the eyes, conf- confronting you, and you're more. Yeah. Hmm. That happened, and then 25 minutes later, something searing appears on social media. <laughs> or I'll go like, you know, someone says something rude to me, I'll be like, "Oh well, the world needs dreamers," and then I'll walk <laughs> away or something. Um, the world needs dreamers. Needs dreamers. Whereas I'm throwing plates. I but love a, but that. apologizing oh. immediately. Um, okay, so this is Bowen Yang's. I don't. Oh, think this is so, this honey. is mine. This is mine. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so you had a wonderful one. Yes, this is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so. Honey. Wow, he forgot that I did one. No, it was great. I just we 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 went on such a tangent. <laughs> anyway, this is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. His time. He has starts now. 
I don't think so, honey. The price point on air purifiers. Oh, I am shopping shit. for an air purifier, and I'm looking at the cheapest models, and they're like $400. I go, you cannot do what my PlayStation 4 does, sweetheart. Oh, you zap do. little dust particles, and that's all you do, and then you cycle them back out, so you, so my, so I'm breathing cleaner air. That's wonderful. You should cost at, at most $150. Mm. You're not doing that much, sweetheart. 30 seconds. You're doing, you're doing one thing and you're doing one thing decently, I would say. Whereas my PlayStation 4 game console, honey, Ooh. is doing everything. It is, oh, it is connecting me to the internet where I can buy games. It is bringing me seconds. to new fantastic worlds. And it is opening up experiences to me that I'm enjoying. So air purifiers, you Five gotta seconds. be priceless. The market is real bullshit right now with the air purifiers. And that's I one minute. Say. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you always want one, but I actually never know what's a, what's a good uh, price point to spend on them. Well, I feel like we are being like conned into thinking, oh, you know, it's it's. I guess I guess this is how much they cost, which I'm sure like they're very sophisticated pieces of machinery. But I'm also like, no, I mean, like I, what are they the like two hundred dollars? I, I bought the cheapest air purifier from Molecule. It's like 350 That's crazy. And I was just like, what? I guess this is my only option. See, that's um, that's like that's like one of those things where it's like you find out how much of it, much it is, and you're like, no way. Like I, I, I would never have thought they'd be more than two hundred dollars. You know what's in? Well, you know what's an expensive item that you never would think is this expensive? Like muscle guns, massage guns? No. What? Well, I bought one of those for one hundred thirty dollars, and it was worth it. Shears, like shears that you cut hair for what? with, for, go for oh. like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No, I found sorry, this babe. out while I was hosting Hot Dog. No, that's too much money. That is too much money. I can do. I can. T- I can rip something with my own two hands, and it'd be free. My mother sweetie. confirmed. I was like, I had no idea she is really that expensive. She's like, Oh yeah, that's why I always get so mad when I drop mine because you, oh, they're so expensive. Katrina. Yeah, and it's did you true, feel like, like you understood your mother in a deeper way? Yeah, well, I had no idea that they were such an investment, but also there's so, so many different kinds you can get, but girl, this is for the readers. When you go into there to your beautician, just know that that is an expensive piece of machinery, so just another reason to sit absolutely still. Get your blowout, girl, because that blowout's going to pay for some new shears that they deserve. Honey. And then, Honey. of course, after you get your blowout, ride into the desert to fight the Huns. Oof. Oh, what a great song. What a great movie. I'm going to watch Pocahontas, even though I will be um, shocked at Mel Gibson's presence in my in my ears. You know, I think um, I actually might watch Pocahontas tonight, too, to be honest. It's a horny movie. Yeah. and Well, you know Coke what scene I love? Coco so had, had it all. He had it all. I think she, I think she should have taken this movie. She should have married Coco. But... Honestly, the scene where John Smith and Pocahontas first see each other and they're, and the they're mist, standing on the rocks in the mist and they're just staring at each other because they've never seen anything like each other. That to me was art. It's art. It transcends the medium. It's like it, it doesn't even matter that it's animation. It's like, oh, my God, what a what a what a beautifully yeah. done scene. And Outside Stephen Schwartz, fact, we, we yeah. Outside of the fact that it's a revisionist and it didn't really happen, well, and also that she looks like Alessandra, like Ambrosio, like with like 
an eight inch yeah, waist yeah, yeah. and double D tits. Totally, like, totally. Cheekbones sitting high to the sky, Gong Lee. Like the longest hair you've ever imagined. Yeah. Like long Kim Kardashian hair. Like a fucking banging Jamaican dance hall ass, as Tina Fey calls it. Yes, I I will say my 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 one big note with Pocahontas um, is too many animals, too many sidekicks. You got the pug, you got the little flit, you got the little hummingbird, and then you got the raccoon. It's like there's too many animals here. Yeah, yeah. You got you like- got it's it's same problem that Moana had. Unfortunately, too many animals. Um, and well, Moana's with, problem Mul- is that the whole middle was so boring. Well, Mulan had the perfect amount of animals. You had Mushu, you had the lucky cricket. That was it, and the horse. But like the horse was more of like a was just there. Girl, where um, was the mo- cricket? Where was the cricket? Was the cricket? The cricket was important in the matchmaker scene. She, the cricket's the reason the matchmakers, the matchmaker session failed. And you got a damn spider coming out. Why is there a spider in that matchmaker's house? Stupid. Well, you know what? It's actually like. Also, that part always bothered me because it's like in the animated movie, the grandmother gives the cricket for luck and then the cricket gets loose. So it really is essentially the grandmother's fault. So that's one note for the original movie. And also in this new movie, the spider being there. I mean, honestly, all she had to do was be like, there's a spider under the spider there. And my sister, as you can see, is having a conniption fit. This this is what should have happened. Um, Pretend I'm Mulan. Okay. Pour the tea. Dearest matchmaker, there what? appears to be, I apologize for talking out of turn, there appears to be an arachnid creature f- making its way down into the teapot. May I please dispose of it? Thank you for telling me. You may pick up the cup and dispose, and we'll begin again. Oh my god, you would have been great. The matchmaker was fun. Sudi and I, Sudi and I watched it together, and then um, at that very moment, when the spider comes down, um, she goes, Girl! <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> Which I thought was really What did Sudi think of Mulan? Speak for her. Well, Sudi well, Sudi and I thought the same thing, and she was like, you know, it's these beautiful landscapes and these actor these poor actors doing their best with their five word lines, you know? Like it's just it is what it is, and um unfortunately it's what we had. Anyway, so And unfortunately yeah. it's what we had. That's really what we have to say about <laughs> Milan ultimately is unfortunately it's what Truthfully, we had. That's what we had. Well, this has been a true culture catch up. Yes. I loved this culture catch up. It felt like a return to form, wouldn't you say? I would say. And you know, we really dug in on Mulan and I guess our ultimate uh reaction is no. No. And now we close every episode with a song. We'll have you washed and dried, primped and polished. Do you glow with pride? Trust my recipe for instant brine. You will we'll bring, bring order, order to us. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.